0: Is your
1: host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper, and a big, big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. It's great to be back with you again for yet another week, another week with another fantastic guest. Uh, I've just been Counting the weeks and counting the years and realizing on the 3rd of September, we actually turned 12, we'll be 12 years old, uh, which is quite incredible. I don't think I could have imagined all those years ago that um, um, I will be here today with um, with uh, my fantastic guest, Tom Schwab, uh, on the 525th unique episode. So uh, it's uh, it's brilliant. And it's wonderful to um, to be connected with you. And I always love to hear from you as well when, um, when you, you reach out to me and let me know how shows are going and, and give me feedback and things like that which is just great and I just hope that these shows are all designed to help you to do business in a in a better way to develop your leadership develop your your talents as a business person an entrepreneur but also really importantly to contribute to a better world you know at a point in the world where um, there's a lot of challenges um, you only have to look out uh, look at the news and, uh, and look um, probably in your own situation uh, and I think as business people we can contribute in all sorts of different ways to improving the situation um around the around the globe and as a as a group of uh, people um we can contribute a lot and we do contribute a lot i'm sure so today we're going to talk about elevating your communication uh, and we're going to talk about podcasting which is uh, very very appropriate but um, elevating your communication in a really authentic way uh, on last week's show I should also mention we had Dr. Jane Gardner. Uh, she was fantastic. Uh, we talked uh, last week um about um about emotions and why emotions are so important. People people uh, make decisions based upon emotions. Emotions do, dr- drive actually what we think and, uh, and our emotions determine our results in life. They determine our actions and uh, and our our outcomes. Um, So that was a really interesting show and to really discover why emotions are so important from a neuroscience perspective um, and uh, and consider our own emotions and how we manage them and become even more emotionally intelligent. Um, So that was last week's show with Dr. Jane Gardner. Um, So let's talk about my guest today. Let's talk about Tom Schwab Um, and today, Meaningful communication—it's—it's it's more important than ever, isn't it? There's so much information out there that is maybe biased, is trying to uh, influence us in a potentially in a, a way that we may not want to go uh, and uh, impact our subconscious minds. Uh, but it's really important, I think, that we are able to rise above all the noise and all the clutter out there. And uh, my, I you know my guest today um, believes this as I do. That we should do, we should communicate in a very meaningful way, in a very high integrity way. And uh, today, podcasting has uh, become a really transformative platform, and it's reshaping our communication. Uh, and there's obviously a whole range of podcasts out there. Um, however, I think it's those that I certainly reach to, and and my connections reach to that 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 have a huge amount of integrity um, associated with them. Now my guest today he celebrates so we celebrate 12 years of the Business of Elevation show soon but with my guest Tom Schwab and he's the CEO of Interview Ballet. He's a military veteran, he's a digital entrepreneur and author of podcast guest profits, grow your business with a targeted interview strategy and and one conversation away a manifesto for a rich life and a profitable business. So we're going to talk about communication but we'll talk about communicate about podcasting too. Uh, and we'll talk about, um, for example, you know how can you become a podcast guest, um, or actually you might want to be a host. Um, I can tell you it's a lot of work being a host, and um, but it is fantastic. Um, but podcasting can be a way of skyrocketing your brand's success and being a guest on a show. Uh, can really, really help that. So we'll we'll learn some insights today. We'll talk about some of the strategies to guest and to host whilst also talking about the importance of elevating your business communication. So a big welcome today to my guest, Tom Schwab.
2: Chris, I am thrilled to be here.
1: <laughs> Good to see you, Tom. And uh, well, you people, uh, you can't see Tom, but I can see Tom at the moment. And Tom, tell us a little bit about, um, about where's home for you. And what's a what's a typical day in the life of you you and your family?
2: Now, home for me is Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yes, it really exists, right? So it's halfway between Chicago and Detroit. And you know, there's a lot of problems in the world today, like you mentioned. But there's no better time to be alive, right? With the tools that we have today, I'm able to run a business from rural Southwest Michigan, right? Uh, and years ago, I would have had been in New York, uh, New York or LA or London. And really for me, it's getting up in the morning, 5 a.m. so I can talk to clients around the world, integrating life and business and really connecting people to have better conversations. Conversations that help their business and also help the world.
1: Isn't that that's so so true? It's, and I, I agree with you. It, it is, it is also a great time time to be alive, isn't it? The, our ability to communicate with people and communicate across the globe. You know, we're so you're in Kalamazoo, I'm in Leicestershire in England. I'm not sure how many miles away that is, but it would take it would take take us a while if we had to uh, if we had to travel and uh, and row the Atlantic or something, or even catch a flight. It would take us a while to meet, and we can do that, and we can build friendships, we can build relationships like we haven't been able to before with people who share the same values with us. Um, So technology is great, isn't it, to enable us to do that?
2: It is, and it really allows us to communicate, right? It's not just sharing information on email, but actually talking, seeing each other, and then letting other people listen in on podcasts. Um, You know, people ask me, well, why don't you swear on a podcast? And I swear in real life, but no, my mom listens to some of them. My grandkids someday could listen to these podcasts. And I just want to make sure that I, I'm not doing that. So it's like you can communicate not only real time, but throughout time. And I think it's the only medium that allows you to do it when you want, where you want, and even at the speed you want.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely perfect. I just, just remind me, I, yesterday I was in London. I took my my 13-year-old son for a a day trip Uh, and we we got to see lots of sites and we actually used just explained to you we used chat gpt to work out an an itinerary for us which we which was absolutely brilliant and towards the end of the day my son we were walking in chinatown and he got very excited because there was this famous youtuber in in the street and he said oh that's um uh, that's I forget what his name now, Snowy Joe or something like that. Uh, and I and and uh, he was so excited. He said, "Can we walk past and have another look at him?" Uh, and, and we walked past, and I leaned over to this guy and I said, um, "I said, excuse me. I said, I haven't got a clue who you are." But my son would really like to meet you um so then then the next thing is he's his uh, son's being interviewed by him and uh and, and and he gets quite he gets quite rude in a very fun way and after the camera was off he he sincerely apologized to me for swearing because <laughs> 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 his game absolutely is, is swearing on, on camera and uh and and mine and yours isn't but uh i thought it was quite interesting i think he's he's judging himself by um how extreme he is i think um as, as opposed to maybe us who are a bit more gentle in the way that we uh, approach our communication?
2: Well, I would say he's authentic, right? If that's who he is, he needs to be authentic, right? Uh, and so if somebody meets you in real life, somebody, and I've had this before, I was on an airplane and someone came up to me and they said, are you Tom Schwab? And I think I responded with, are you a process server? right? And he's like, no, I recognized you. And then I heard your voice. And I thought, I, you know, that's how he recognized me. And it's important to be that the same person that he meets on an airplane as he hears on a podcast.
1: It's very, very true. I just love the way that he, 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 in a very lovely way, he apologized to me after the camera stopped. <laughs> 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 it was fun. Um, so tell us a little bit about your, your kind of origin story. How did you end up doing what you do you know have ended up doing what was what influenced you in the past to to ultimately go into the military and then um set up these digital businesses
2: yeah I think there's the idea for safety right um I was a midwestern kid and I was told boy if you get a a job right a safe job and you get a career there so I by the grace of God and a clerical error I got into the United States Naval Academy uh It was a clerical error, right? I have no depth perception. They didn't find that out until my senior year, but they gave me the waiver for it. And it opened up my entire world. And I'm like, oh, I've got this great career. So I went into Navy nuclear power that taught me the systems, the processes. I got to see the world. Right. And then I started to look at it. And, you know, anybody that thanks me for my service, I always thank the families. Right. I had fun what I was doing, but they told that it was taking on the family. I decided to get out and get another safe career. Right. Work for corporate American. I love the connections. I love talking with people. And one of the things I noticed, though, is that today more than ever, safety becomes your ability to create value, right? And I'd rather have, I'd rather be serving dozens or hundreds of clients as opposed to one, right? When I was in the military, I had I had one, uh, I had one client. It was the Navy, right? When I was in corporate America, that was my one client, and so I really redefined what security was and that was more in entrepreneurship right being control of what i can control and then the other thing that i saw was that what lit me up was the connections and the communications right um i i loathed being on a submarine I was on there for a week and it's like that was solitary confinement for me you couldn't pay me enough to do that I loved being on an aircraft carrier meeting all these different people pulling into different ports seeing different cultures and even in business to be able to do that and so for me thriving with those connections and the communications it was sort of a natural thing as I my businesses evolved to help other people do what I was doing
1: yeah see so you, you said so you mentioned that you said um the chloicloic uh, was your depth perception we're talking about your eyesight that's what, what correct what we meant by that I'm, yeah I'm not sure everybody I, I, that, what depth perception is I
2: I'm <laughs> not I'm not shallow it's just when uh, you look through a binoculars you see one image I see two images <laughs> and um it's just just the way I was born and I think it uh um it's been a blessing at times and a curse at others.
1: Well, the other thing's interesting. You mentioned there you, you you know, you wanted to be safe. Um, but actually, I think it's quite brave being out on a, on a ship in the military with you, were with uh, sometimes thousands of other, other military personnel at sea, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. But I think
2: there's, you know, it's just speaking as a business owner, or maybe as a as a parent, when you're by yourself, that's when it's brave, right? Um, when you've got to make the decision and it's your decision, um, that takes bravery. Uh, I was still at a low level, um, and there's I had people around me helping me me make the decisions, um, and I loved that, and it was it was great. I remember somebody asking me. Um, if it ever worried me that there were twenty somethings out there running nuclear power plants in the Navy, and I'm like, no, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is there's people like me in their fifties that are walking around as admirals and generals that are making decisions because they're my age. They're way too young to do this.
1: <laughs> so, um, how? Um, so you wanted to go out and you wanted to make decisions yourself. So you set up some. T- t- just tell us a little bit about the, you know, the online businesses you set up, and, and of course, Interview Ballet and what it does. Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, my last business was a e-commerce business. It was HubSpot's first e-commerce business, um, and we built that up using guest blogs, tapping into other people's audiences. And we built it up from a regional player to a national leader, sold that off. And in about 2014, I was in a mastermind group and some people were asking me, how do I grow my business? And I looked at guest blogs and it's like, that worked 20 years ago. It doesn't work today. So I hypothesized that you could use podcast interviews in that same way to have a meaningful conversation with your audience. You know to tap in to an existing audience there, and uh, we tested it. It worked great. Uh, we launched, and Chris, for about the first three years, we were way, way too early. Right? I'd give my little elevator pitch. People would smile and go, "What's a podcast?" Now, granted, you've been around for twelve years, but most people didn't really understand what podcasting was more until about 2019, but it gave us the opportunity to build the systems, to build the processes, to really have a marketing channel that helped people leverage podcast interviews to grow their business.
1: Yeah, that's great. So you, do you have now, uh, you have a lot of clients across the globe, don't you, who, uh, who utilize your service to help you, uh, to help, help them to reach, reach audiences through podcasts?
2: we do at any one time we have about 175 different clients you know a lot of high-level coaches consultants brands uh, a lot of nonfiction authors and uh, we really just focus in three verticals you know we don't do podcasts or we don't do politics or news but we really focus on business health nutrition and wellness and faith and spirituality
1: yeah fantastic Uh, and uh, okay so so, what? Why do you think podcasts have become so successful as a as a medium? Because they have really proliferated. I, I mean, I don't know how many podcasts you you engage with, for example.
2: It's interesting. The data says that the average podcast listener listens to seven hours of content, and here in the U.S., at least fifty-one percent of the adult population listens to podcasts. And I think the reason is. Is because of that authenticity, right? In this edited soundbite world, we want long-form content. We want real ideas. And the other thing that I I had mentioned before, it's one of the few mediums that you can really enjoy while you're doing other things, Mm. right? Whether or not you're you're driving, you're, um, uh, you're working out, you're mowing the lawn. And you can do it when you want, where you want. So you could have started that podcast when you and your son were were going down to London and then paused it and picked it up at a different time, right? There's not a lot of other mediums where you can do that. And the other thing, too, is that 70% of podcasts are listened to sped up, right? So it really allows you to listen where you want, when you want, even at the speed you want.
1: yeah so true so true i i i first many many years ago i used to get before all the podcasting happened i used to get a cd through the post once a month from a guy called peter thompson who i know i know now know quite well um, it doesn't exist anymore, but it was called The Leader's Edge. And I would listen to that CD in the car over and over and over again. And then, then I'd get excited when the next one came. I'd listen to that over and over and over again. And, and what I noticed from that was that suddenly, after you know a few months of listening to these, I'd have all of these ideas and thoughts and different perceptions on things. I'd go into meetings and, and, I, and I'd share an idea, which had often been something that had been sparked in my brain through listening to these um, CDs. And I realized that that really... Um, started started to elevate my thinking, and I think podcasts do. I think podcasts when people listen to them, uh, and I know my, my some of my clients who listen to these podcasts and listen to others, they come to me very animated sometimes at the things they've learned and how they've applied them. And uh, so, I, I think it creates helps create a more interesting person, a more a more conscious person, a more um, with a greater ability to add value.
2: Dare I say, well read it used to be called being well read or worldly now you can get that same thing from podcast interviews
1: come so on that note we're going to go to commercial break and we'll talk a little bit more after the break about uh, about communication and podcasts and how to become a great guest and the tips and lessons and both of us have been in this game for quite a while i think probably between us we've probably got quite a lot of tips that we could share about being a great guest um so yeah do join us after the break um, with a, a pen and a, a, some paper and uh, we'll share some wisdom and insight that hopefully will help you to elevate your communication through podcasting be back again with you in just a couple of minutes
2: when it comes to business you'll find the experts here Say It Skillfully is my radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in your life. Check out sayaskillfully.com for practical resources, including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully. I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper.
1: So, Tom, we're obviously talking about communication and, and podcasts, and I, I wonder from your experience, do you think is, is it better for people to be a guest or a host or both perhaps? What's, what's your perspective on this?
2: I look at it. It's not really an either or, Chris. It's like, what are your goals? Right. So it's the same platform. But I would say if you took an Uber, right, do you want to be an Uber driver or an Uber passenger? Mm. Same platform, but what are your goals? And for podcasting, I think if you want to nurture your current audience, if you want to nurture your current leads, your current customers, having a podcast is a powerful way to do that. Now, the flip side is, if you want to get new leads, new customers, new exposure, I think today more than ever, you need to go on out on other people's audiences, right? Other people's stages. Um, the idea that uh, if you build it, they will come. Won't work, right? The idea that if I start a podcast, people will find it. Discoverability in podcasts is still is still awful, right? People are finding about it by friends talking and, um, and, and and hearing people on other podcasts. So I really would say, when people say the guest or host, I say, what are your goals for this? And then also the idea of a great way to practice. And to see behind the curtain on how it's done is to be a guest. Often we'll work with clients and, you know, about six months into it, they're like, this is a lot of fun. I enjoy this. Um, I, I like how this person does it. I learned some tips from this person. I want to start my own podcast. And I think that's great. Uh, And I'd much rather they do that than just, you know, uh, there's some people out there. I think Gary Vaynerchuk at one time said, everyone should have a podcast. And, you know, the idea was everybody starts a podcast and it goes from something they're very excited about to something that becomes a chore. And then ultimately that they're, um, that they're embarrassed by right you've got 525 episodes you know almost 12 years you know the the great ones just make it look easy uh, but there's a lot of work that goes into that
1: yeah yeah There, there is an enormous amount of work that goes into it and i think it over time you build a system now so that's the the key to have that system and have the support that can help you to make make this happen um but i know lots of podcasts that that didn't continue people did you know eight to ten episodes and they they took all the work on themselves and they um they didn't um you know i I have voice america who support me with mine in the in the sort of background which is very helpful and assistant that helps me um but it's a real it's a real um you know it's it's showing up in life i think is really important and you've got to be prepared to show up week in week out you know week in week out um, helps that I have, a, I have a contract, so I need to do on every every week, which holds me to account. So that's the um, that's the lovely thing about what I do is I'm, I'm I purposely put myself in a system that holds me to account. That means I have to produce a show, really, with I feel like it not. Now I can have holidays and I can repeat shows, which is great. But there is a lot of lot of work. But what I would say, uh, and I would say in terms of being a host, is that you get to meet amazing people. Over time, you, you, you befriend amazing people, you learn and uh, your knowledge and wisdom goes up through doing that. You might if you if you, you might find ways that you can leverage it for yourself financially. But then on the other side, if you want to be a guest, you know, somehow being being you know being a guest on a show, you get to talk about your stuff all the time. So, you know, as a host, I'm interested in other people's stuff. I might occasionally mention what I'm doing, but um, I'm generally I'm a curious person and I want to hear about what other people are doing. What's Tom doing? You know, what can I learn from learn from Tom? But if you're a guest, um, you're you're going to be sharing your content and your thoughts and ideas with lots of people. Uh, potentially lots of people around the globe but possibly on lots of podcasts so you've got to choose the right the right ones Uh, and that could be a really good a really good strategy and will save you all the efforts of having to manage all the technology and the recordings and all those sorts of things so i think there's an argument for two i do both i do i'm a host um i'm um regularly interviewed though i don't always have the time for it so that's my with hosting you don't have a lot of time but but also often guests who say look i want you on my show and i get and i get can please be on this one and i do i did uh, one a couple of weeks ago with um um who was the three times mayor of augusta on his show Uh, amazing man and that was a brilliant conversation that comes out in september and i love that um but yeah there's 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 pros and cons with each but i think there's i think i often think that sometimes guests have it a little bit easy um, in terms of uh, going down that approach. I think that maybe there's a lot of lot of shrewdness probably in guesting on great podcasts rather than spending the years, weeks, months, years of uh, of discipline needed to keep it going and and have a little business around it to market it and let people know about uh, it.
2: Uh, you're right on that one, and you know, networking is a great benefit whether or not you're a host or a guest. You will expand your network and the people that you know and the ideas you're exposed to. Um, I'm an engineer at heart. Right. So I always look at how do I get the best efficiency out of something? And I honestly believe that the guest and I feel bad about saying this, right? Chris, you're doing all of the work here, right? You're uh, you and Voice America are, are putting on this, you're promoting it. Um, we worked through all of this and I get to show up and be a guest and share my my ideas and my expertise and my view of the world and really get to leverage you know the existing platform platform right you could you you could either build bbc on your own to get yes. heard there or you could be on bbc e- either one it will work
1: yeah, yeah. oh yeah absolutely on the counter side of that one thing I, I love is the you know i have done 525 so i've got to meet lots of amazing people and so some of those become friends and i've got have some really cool friends in my network and on tuesday wednesday i was in the dentist chair and they they were asking me what I what I did um, for work, and I mentioned I had this show, and someone said, you yeah, "Have you met? Do you do you interview famous people?" And I said, "Well, I'm not always looking for famous people. It's people who have got very interesting backgrounds." Well, who, you know, who do you talk to? And I said, "Well, this week I've spoken to, and uh, the last couple of two weeks I've spoken to former president of Starbucks for 26 years. I've spoken to someone who's working on kind of Earth 4.0, and you know um, about living off the planet." Uh, I've spoken to the founder of TEDx um, and that's all been in the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's amazing. Um, so, you know, it will give you a reason actually to talk to people who otherwise would have no reason to talk to you and you you get to learn from them, befriend them and eventually, you know, you kind of almost become a peer and it's it's wonderful. So it's another side too. Um, but yeah, it, it takes a lot of work. It's uh, It really does. So what can you... Um, what tips would you get off of the people to be a great podcast host?
2: Well I think there's that things that a host and a guest have in common, right that this isn't really an interview it's it's a discussion. So make sure that you have a discussion and you're telling stories and you've got a point of view not just going on there. you know podcasts are an awful place just to sell, right? Nobody wants to be sold to, it's not an infomercial. So uh, to be able to go and, and share what you're doing there is a great way to do it. The other one I would say is start back with your goals. Why are you there? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, that helps the audience too, right? Is it just a interesting conversation that they're listening to or is there a point to it? The other thing I would say is at the end, you don't have a point to it, right? I don't yep. care how good of a communicator you are, you cannot solve everybody's problem in 30 minutes or 45 minutes of a conversation. So make it easy for people to have that next step, to find you, to get extra resources. And it, it stumbles me on uh, at times when I hear people at the end that won't even tell how to get in touch or you know, their, their answer is, find me on TikTok here, LinkedIn here. Um, here's my email, here's my phone number. And it's like, this is not the medium to do that. Somebody's driving right now. They're listening at two X speed. You know, if you confuse them, it's, it's just going to, uh, it's not helping them. So really from that standpoint, be clear on how people can take that next step.
1: Yeah. Love that love that I, I'd just also like to just share if I can having interviewed a viewed a few folk over the years is um be, be, be nice to your host um and and, and I say that I'm not a lot most of my guests are very very nice to me but realize it's kind of a it's a partnership and I, I think what I what I've discovered I have had guests in the past who have have charged me for their book and they don't realize how much money I invest for them actually to being on the show. Um, And, you know, I have guests who sometimes don't say thank you. Um, And what you also do is you really warm to a guest who might say something kind about you uh, uh, during an interview. And what what people don't realize is that when you've been doing something like this for 12 years and you've got 170 clients, I've been... I've done 525 of these shows. Is that you actually you know a lot of people? You actually become a as a host, you become a very very connected person, and and potentially those guests that you want to, you you connect them and will happily connect them to all sorts of people, which can lead to all sorts of opportunities. But if you if you come as some across as somebody who is um, who is um, it's it's all about them uh, trying to get their message across on your platform, and the host is lucky to have you then you're gonna miss out on all of that potential richness of becoming part of the ecosystem of uh, of a host.
2: Love that you said that. And that's a common question, right? People like, how do I be a great podcast host or great podcast guest? It's like, drop the word podcast, right? How do you can be a great guest, right? You invited me onto your platform here. Well, if you would have invited me to your home, Right. I would show up on time. I would confirm beforehand. I would find out about it. Right. Are you inviting me over for a barbecue or a formal dinner? Right. Afterwards, I would thank you. And on a podcast, thanking is not only thanking. They could be writing a handwritten note. It could be an email. But it's also sharing that content out there. Right. Putting it on your social media to, so that more people get exposed to it and when you're there just being a gracious guest right you're here the host is the is the star right people come to your home for a dinner party for you not for me people come to your podcast because they trust you not because who the guest is there so we 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 tell our people the thing is idea of being a gracious guest Right, you're the guest there, and you need to act like it.
1: I love that. I love it that you're giving your your um, your clients coaching in that way. Um, well, the thing that really surprised me in my first year of doing the show, I remember, I got I got six complaints, and I, and I don't get really get complaints. So I I was I was remember being quite surprised by them. And what I was really surprised by is was that it was the frustration from listeners that, for example, the guests had talked over me. Um, you know They said, you didn't, ha- you didn't have enough time to contribute as well. Uh, and, and actually some of them were quite angry for me and I, and I hadn't been angry myself. It had slightly gone over my head and it really surprised me that I realized that actually those people were listening in. They were listening in, because they kind of cared about listening to me. Uh, 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 and um, that was a surprise because I probably felt, you know, subservient initially to my to my guests. Um, so I think it is important. And if I go on a show myself, because I do I do it, I'm always make the effort to be to be grateful, to be thankful, to send a note out afterwards to thank. I, I get occasionally I get those, but not that often. Um, and if you look at it, I have one. Um, you know, guests will spend a lot of money on their show, and it costs you know costs quite a lot of money per episode actually sometimes there's costs like i have to voice america etc and if you're gonna you want to charge them and then ten dollars for your book or twenty dollars get them to buy it on online that doesn't come across very well to a host um, and and my you know my um my guests have arranged one of my guests probably asked me down to london and, and he, he bought me a meal Um, at the ritz in london now actually that would seem really gracious it was really gracious and i'm so grateful to him it cost actually half the cost that lunch of um what i paid to have him as a guest on my show he didn't know that but i was so grateful for him i would do anything for him now anything for him Uh, and actually it didn't even cover my show cost but I, I would do anything for him. He, it, we, our relationship has, has, has evolved, and he's—we, you know—I went um, uh, and and we've been very generous to each other. Um, the, but but actually, it's it's not a lot, is it, to be gracious?
2: The, the idea of gracious guests actually came to us from one of our clients, and it's interesting. We had some, I'll say, lower-level clients that would be insulted that oh the podcast host has to reschedule or something like this. And we had a client that worked with us and he was probably on national news two or three times a week. Right. And this was back during a couple presidential elections back. And he said that he would, they would pick him up in the car. He'd drive to the studio. That's an hour. He'd spend an hour in makeup. He'd be in the green room. And then he called it the trunk bump. You know, something would happen with uh, with the president and he would get bumped. And he said it was those people that were rude about it. And how dare you? How dare you bump my spot? He said they get to say there's their piece, but they never get invited back there. He said it was the gracious guests to the producer and the staff and everything that said, I understand. He said. Those people are human too. They didn't want to have to bump you. And if you're gracious to them, they'll make it up to you. And he said it's it's a wonderful, if you want to call it karma. If you're a jerk to people, it will get around. Podcasting is a small community. People know people. But if you're a gracious guest, hosts no hosts. And you know, if you're great on one podcast interview, if they introduce you to a couple more and a couple more, it it really builds upon itself.
1: Because i have several relationships with podcasts and we, we we share we share our very best guests uh because i know they will get great experience when they go to the other podcaster and uh they will to me so we we, we reciprocate we, we send them the good ones um so yeah beware that that's, that's all goes on behind the scenes and you don't know that as, as a guest but it's it's uh you know if you if you get those who give are those who who gain <laughs> So on that note, we'll go to commercial break, and I think after the after after the break, we should talk about um, how podcast guests can profit from being on podcasting. That's probably quite a good area to focus in on. Um, and uh, so that's, that's yeah. So so we'll we'll leave it there for now. We'll come back in in time um, two minutes after a commercial break, and we'll talk about about from podcasts. Uh, and we'll talk about how you can actually make this happen. How can you can leverage your, appear, your, your appearance on a podcast? Uh, and um, yeah, do join us again in just a couple of minutes. We will be helping you to elevate your communication in a meaningful way. Uh, and uh, potentially we should think about how can you become attractive to a, a host? Because I get lots of requests now so that we should talk about that too. Be back again with you in just a couple of minutes.
2: Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on finding certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
1: Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Tom Schwab, and we're talking about elevating uh, your communication. And with you talking about podcasting, which uh, uh, Tom and I know a li- little bit about between us, I think. Um, so, Tom, we were just we were actually just talking in the break about selling on podcasts, uh, and you you shared something I think was uh, was very important. So perhaps you'd like, like to share that quote with us, which I think was very helpful.
2: People are talking about how can I profit from being on a podcast? Well, profit is not just selling. In fact, that will hurt you. Nobody wants to hear an infomercial. And I love the way uh, Rand Fishkin, uh, Rand wrote a book called Lost and Founder. And I agree with him on this, that the best way to sell something today is not to sell anything, right? But to earn their awareness, respect, and trust those who might want to buy right there's somebody that what you're talking about that's answer to prayer or maybe they know someone that they can introduce you know we've all got to stop trying to sell and really help people solve their problems and you know early on a a client of ours said that um, we were just like preparation h the hemorrhoid cream (laughs) and i'm like "Uh, you got to explain that one to me because i thought it was an insult he's like no nobody cares about your product or service they care about the pain in the rear end and he's like you guys were recommended you gave fast relief and he says i appreciate it and it really was struck me it's like all people want is for the problems to be solved right they don't want to be sold anything so if you can um if you can be that thing that takes away the pain in the rear end uh they'll they'll gladly work with you
1: yeah i like that not the pain in the rear end but the uh (laughs) the the, uh, yeah the um taking taking that away and i think that's podcasts therefore should we approach podcasts with a guest with just with sincerity then and not uh, and share share wisdom and expertise openly what's your thoughts around
2: that i I think you need to be consistent with your marketing as you are with your sales and your company right Mm -hmm. so if you are, are are authentic on a podcast This is what we do. This is how I see the world. Um, This is how we work. There are certain people right now that are turning it down and saying, Tom is wrong. That's fine. Right? I don't say they're bad. I'm just saying we wouldn't work well together. So I think the more authentic you can be and real in your marketing, it attracts the right people and repels the wrong people. Right. And then it also, the studies show that it makes the sales easier, quicker, and for a higher level, right? People already know what they're getting. If they've listened to you for 30 or 45 minutes, but if it's this sort of bait and switch, or I, I don't know what it is, or I'm trying to appeal to everyone, it doesn't work. Right. And another thing we had talked about, you know, that uh, today's a great time to be alive. Right. Right. In the past, it might have been all your customers were within 10 miles. Now, you know, our customers are around the world. You don't have to appeal to everyone. Uh, You can appeal to your ideal people. And guess what? They're going to be more fun to work with. They'll bring out the best in you. And they'll be more profitable because they value the work you do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You just sort of – it's very interesting – I think what we're talking about here, and I've, I've really noticed a trend. Many many years ago, I, I was a sales trainer uh, for a con- large confectionery organisation, and, um, and and when I first started in my own work seventeen years ago, my own, my own business, I did quite a lot of sales training, but I stopped doing it, and I stopped doing it because I felt I felt uh, quite a lot of it was manipulative and inauthentic, uh, you know, trying to pull the wool over people's eyes, and it just didn't sit with me from a values perspective. But what I'm really noticing is has happened is a shift over the last year, where I'm I'm being asked just just because I, I work with with companies around their leadership and teams and culture to create programs for them, which um, are, are um, educational programs where they're educating clients, where they're. Um, they're building emotional intelligence because they don't want to sell anymore. They want to build trusted relationships with the clients. and if they, and they get it. So've actually it's, it's it's been interesting. It's kind of open reopened all that interest for me um about um, helping to do this and and helping to build trusted relationships as a, an alternative to those and uh, a more effective way to um to build business. Um, just interesting how people are now start I really feel that like people are starting to get it.
2: There's years ago, I did a, a talk at the inbound conference in Boston. And one of the points that I made, and it resonated so much, is that there's a difference between chasing a transaction and building a business, mm-hmm. right? You, you can chase a transaction, you can make the money. In the time we've been talking here, I could have sent out a million emails, right? But we're getting more efficient at things that are becoming less effective. And I think we have to focus on, is this building the relationship? Is this building the value? Uh, and if it builds the value, it'll build the profits too. Or is this just chasing a transaction that if I get enough, enough activity, something will come out of it. Um, and I, I, I think there's one that I'm focused on and that our clients are, and that's really that relationship sale.
1: Yeah. So, how how should a podcast guest, they've been they've been on a show or, or they're about to go on a show, and they get sent promotional links from the host? How should they best promote that appearance appearance? And then, how should they best leverage the interview afterwards?
2: Yeah. And I would go back to our analogy that we had with a um, a dinner guest, right? If you get invited over to someone's office, their home, right? You wouldn't ghost them afterwards, right? If it was important to be there in the first place, why wouldn't you want to keep that relationship? So most hosts will tell you when, the, when it goes live, they'll give you assets to promote. And why wouldn't you promote those, right? Put it on your social media. That's a, a quiver in your uh, cap there where you can say, I was seen on this podcast. Always tag the host. Right, so that they know that you're in, uh, that you mention it, and I would encourage you to have your own graphics, right? Maybe that has your company logo on it, that's got the podcast. Because guess what, the host is going to take that and they're going to promote it on theirs. Um, often I hear people talking about they want to do more, more, and more interviews, right? And somebody that came to us and said, "I want to do a hundred interviews this month," and I'm like, "Why?" Oh, because it'll be massive exposure. Well, more is not better. Better is better. Why don't you do one great interview a week, make it a meaningful conversation, repurpose it, promote it. Because if you're just trying to do 100 uh, hundred interviews, it's like speed dating, right? Nothing's going to come out of it.
1: I had a guest many, many years ago, and uh, he he said to me that he was... He'd been very successful financially, and he said he was going to be. His intention, his goal, was to be bigger than Tony Robbins, which I thought was quite fascinating. And uh, he'd actually been. Like, he told me he'd been on seventy-six shows in the last six weeks. He'd got his own own team of people who were finding these shows to be on. And you know, he was he was tired. He 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 didn't really engage me, uh, and um, and I was just frustrated. I thought I actually don't want anybody like this on the show again. Who, who? Uh, because he doesn't didn't take my show as seriously because it was just one of seventy six, didn't leave me feeling special. Um, and and it's always sat that one in my mind. You know, um, I think the one a week, you know, or even even two of two of two a month. You know, those sorts of approaches. Uh, and but do them really well. Show up the you know hundred uh, percent. I think um, you'll get more leverage and mileage than
2: than, than chasing volume. And especially as you repurpose the content, right? If you're doing 76 interviews that week, there's so much content is probably sounding the same. You can't promote that on your social media. Does somebody really want to see 76 different interviews I did this week? There's no quality content in there to repurpose. So every interview should have a different focus. We talked about different things on this interview and I loved it that we did than I talked about last week on an interview. So I'll be able to repurpose that and promote it in different ways. And it's a discussion. You should be thinking through it, not just showing up and doing your elevator pitch. Or, uh, you know, and Tony Robbins, you know, you see him at times. And, you know, when he's got a new book coming out, the man's an animal, right? He'll he'll be on radio shows 10 minutes at a time and from one to another to another. but every interview on every local station sounds exactly the same. And uh, to me, I get bored with that. I'm sure the audience does too.
1: Definitely. Definitely. And I would also say one thing I notice is with my show, for example, people can, Embed the shows on their website. So if you've been, if you get the opportunity, because my show goes out live as well as being in, in a podcast format, but they can actually take that video, put it on their website, and I have I track the numbers, and I have um, guests who've been on the show years ago, and their shows are still being listened to each each week, each month, in quite significant numbers because they still have it there. Uh, people are listening and learning from it. So uh, I, I think you know, you, you, there's those opportunities to you. Don't just be on the show and forget about it leverage it because they're getting huge more amount more value than you will if you just turn up and don't so uh we've got to to, um, finish now but i wonder if you've got a you know finally who's your ideal client and do you have a final message you'd like to leave us with
2: yeah um my ideal client and our mission is to personally introduce inspiring thought leaders to millions of people they could serve for the betterment of all So our ideal clients are those inspiring thought leaders, right? Relationship sales. They can, they can serve the entire globe, or at least a a big part of that. You know, they're high-level coaches, they're high-level consultants, they're brands that are doing something different. We work with a lot of nonfiction authors. And I would encourage you, what you know can change the world, right? Often we underestimate what we know and overestimate what other people know right what's what's ordinary to you is amazing to others and if we can help you in any way um i'll put a page together at interview valet.com uh, valet with a v uh forward slash elevation and i'll uh, put a copy of my book there everything that chris and i talked about uh and if you want to talk with me uh, i'll put a copy calendar scheduling link um, so we can find a time to talk. Um, once again, that's just back at interviewvalet.com forward slash elevation.
1: Fantastic. Hey, it's been great talking to you today. I've really enjoyed it. If you got any thoughts, questions, feel free to send them through to me at chris or chriscooper.co.uk. And on next week's show, we have Giles Hutchins who is an, an absolute le- leading forefront expert on uh, regenerative leadership and leading by nature um and you know how as a leader you can transform yourself to really contribute to a better world through your work and uh, you know be a custodian of this do well in your job but be a custodian of the planet too we need that we need people to um, to really step out in that area right now. So do join us next week uh, to hear Giles. He's a fascinating and very insightful uh, man, um, a real thought leader. Uh, and uh, look forward to speaking to you again in a week's time. Once again, a huge thank you to uh, Tom Schwab of, Schwab of um, Interview Valet and uh, wish you all a wonderful week. Take care. Bye. <laughs>